the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. My name is Farhan, also known as Gunner since 96, and I'm joined here tonight with James. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing I'm doing great, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Good, it's been a very, man. very um good Saturday because as yeah, you know, Arsenal won. They took the three points. From the Emirates, they did indeed. What a um, game! Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a great game to watch. I mean, usually early early kickoffs aren't my favourites because um, <laughs> there's a potential possibility of it ruining your whole weekend. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and we've been there before. Yeah, too many exactly. Times. I was just going to say that we've, <laughs> we've 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 been there before way too many times, and it's like you know, a ble- it could be a blessing and a curse at the same time. But it worked out really well today because um, yeah, not yeah. only did we take three points, but we also uh, you know took home a clean sheet as well. Um, yeah. So ha- happy days, happy days. But it wasn't yeah. it wasn't as simple as uh, the scoreline kind of reflects. Um, mm-hmm. And we're obviously gonna you know break it down. Um, how how first 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 things first. How are things up north? <laughs> because I know you've had you've had <laughs> a you had a crazy question. old day, haven't you? I knew you were gonna ask that question. You've been watching the news, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my Mate, wife has been that- telling me for the last few days, like, it's gonna snow, it's gonna snow. So I'm like, no, don't be stupid. It's not gonna snow. And then I woke up today, yeah. I was like, I thought it was gonna snow. She's like, yeah, it's not snowed here, but... And I was like, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, mate, it's gotta, be one, it's gotta be one of the wildest things I've ever been, I've ever seen. Really? Uh, some of the... Um, some of the scenes today were 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 horrendous. You had you had uh, trees trees down, walls broken, brick walls are smashed to pieces really? because of the wind. Because of yeah, the wind, brick, my god! Yeah, because of the wind. The wind ninety ninety eight miles an hour. Wow! Is is what the wind was last night? Crazy. Uh, I got to bed. I got to bed around. Well, when did I go to bed last night? Uh, I, got, I I like went to bed quite early, like twelve. Yeah, and then I sat up until four o'clock because the wind was that was that bad. That's mad. Wow. You weren't get you weren't getting at least I wasn't getting to sleep. The rest of my family managed. I don't know how they managed it, but uh, yeah. because I'm, I'm right next to like um, bins and everything. Yeah. You know, all, all all the bins like went 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 able and then like flew across the road and then or, or somewhere. But people have got bins thrown across the road, like trees falling down onto their cars and then wow. smashing their cars up. Uh, you have like snow as well. You have sleet and you have snow, and it's it's, got, it's one of the hardest things I've ever seen. Because you don't really get that. You don't really get that down in London, and we haven't really had a, a storm per se. Yeah. Uh, while I've been here, we've had like the odd rain shower, but nothing. I think uh, can compare to to what I, I've seen today. Obviously, we live quite close to the beach as well, so. Today we went to the. I had to go to my sister's because their garden was pretty wrecked as well. Mm. I think they had a trampoline that was nearly on the floor, or nearly like it kept rising up with the wind. Oh but wow! It's supposed to be it's supposed to be planted into the ground, so that's not very good. Um, 
You yeah. know, you do realize it's, it's only uh, November, right? You've still got December, January, February, yeah, and parts man, yeah. of March to endure. Oh, mate, I feel so yeah, bad for you. Hopefully, we, hopefully, we, you know, I, I'm not, I don't mind the snow, but when it's in in those circumstances, when there's a storm as well, yeah, it's a bit, um, you know, and when and when people are being affected by it, it's a bit uh, of a of a difficult yeah, situation. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I'm fine. My family's fine. Our house is fine. And, uh, yeah, we just, uh, I think we're through the worst of it, but last night was horrendous. I've never, yeah. I've never seen wind like it. Things were hitting my window and, you know, like. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you're, mental, but... you're through the, you're through the thick of it. You're yeah, through I, the worst. But then I, I, um, I talking to TikTok. I went on TikTok last night. Yeah. And I, uh, was on a, on a live stream. I don't know that I don't know their name because it was just a random live stream that I came across. Mm. Uh, but in on I think it was the A sixty two, they were like on a motorway in Manchester. I think it was Manchester, the A sixty two, around there. Uh, and it was like literal. It was like a snow blizzard, but right. everyone was out of their cars because they couldn't go anywhere. And they were pushing all the cars along, and like I'm like literally, what is this? And then obviously it's transferred to where I live. <laughs> so it's a bit, obviously not as bad as that. We haven't had much snow. We've just had like flurries here and there and then some mm. of it's settled, but um, not much. But I, I'm just glad that we're, we're hopefully through the, uh, the worst of it now and we can, can, can just go about our lives really. But yeah, a bit, a, bit, a bit of an interesting weekend, man. Yeah, I mean, did you get to watch the Arsenal game? Because I did, yeah, I did. Yeah. I, did. That's, I, I mean, that's good. As long as you I got to... Yeah, I watched the full ninety. I'm actually watching the highlights right this minute on Match of the Day. So great. Um, well, there you yeah, go. So I mean, well, as as much damage as the wind caused, it didn't stop you from watching the game. So it didn't. And today was the plus t- Today's game was a pretty weird one for me because obviously I live like yeah. twenty minutes away from the Newcastle City Centre, like the 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 you know this 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 where I live is like football heaven for these. People. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know. And they, they care so much about Newcastle, and and they uh, they showed up in numbers as well. They did, man. So, credit to credit to them. You know, I I say that because obviously my dad works with people from Newcastle who support Newcastle. So the thing is with him, this week has been the build up to this game <laughs> at his work has been has, has been crazy. There's like we're gonna beat you four 0 and we're gonna beat we're gonna beat you, and then telling them all about Saint Maximin and Willock as well, and yeah. Eddie Howe, and when that was happening, and then. He was there when the takeover happened, so it's all been a whirlwind of Newcastle support. Yeah, but, uh, which is pretty weird, I have to say. It's pretty weird when you're when you're here and then but you support a team uh, down south. But do you, do you have yeah, like I'm, sympathy for Newcastle because you're all the way up I, there and you're surrounded I, by them? That's a good question. Um, that's a really really good question. Not. You know, obviously we spoke about the takeover mm. uh, on previous episodes, but not. I guess because now I'm here, I see it a lot more often. Yeah, and I obviously I know, down south I knew how much Newcastle meant to uh, you know like Newcastle United means to these supporters, and um, but I think when you're here and when you see the stadium and you see everything, uh, you see the city centre and you see it's right near, it's right outside the you know have you been have you been to Saint James? I've, I've, I've been, been to Newcastle, Park? yeah, so I know exactly yeah, what it's like. Yeah. So you know, you know where Saint James's Park is. It's right in the middle of the city centre. You know, yeah. they have all the shops there and everything. So you kind of you kind of understand the magnitude of the of the of the task that Newcastle like the new owners have already. 
when it's that. But do I have sympathy? I guess I guess, not sympathy, but I, I I kind of want want them to be obviously when it comes to Arsenal when they play Arsenal, no, absolutely not. But yeah. when they play other teams, and they maybe there's a soft spot there, but not 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 completely. Yeah. But I want them to do well because obviously that's who I'm surrounded with, and those are, those are the people that are sure gonna you know. The majority, I would like to say, support Newcastle or, or, or they hate Sunderland, of course. So it's not yeah. going to be Sunderland. But the majority of people in Newcastle support Newcastle because it's all they've, all they've ever known. So to see people happy, obviously, when the takeover when the takeover came, when the takeover went through, it was nice to see because obviously you you knew the the whole situation with Mike Ashley. But to actually see it and to actually be like be on local news and local pages and you see people with like Newcastle shirts in the street. That that's a that, that's a a sight to see because you know that's what what I'm really used to. But not sympathy. I would just say I have admiration for Newcastle supporters because they are very very loyal to their club, and so they should be because hopefully they're on the up now after after this game. I think they've got well, two, uh, and they've got Burn, they've got Burnley and yeah, Burnley and Norwich. <laughs> yeah, but Norwich, yeah. um. I mean, what do you think? Do you think do you, do you think they'll they'll survive the the drop? Because um, at this moment in time, it looks at this moment in time, no dire. Um, like they haven't won a single game. Yeah. Um, they're rock bottom, and they are. How many points are they behind? They're they're. they're 15, it, I think they're going to be. I think they're fifteen points from safety. No, they're six points. No, not six it, points. Sorry, Mark, twelve points. No, six points. Mark Goldbridge said. Uh, Mark Goldbridge has 50, I don't know, he said something about 15 points, maybe I misquoted him. But uh, do I think they'll stay up at this point? No, mm. uh, which is baffling to me uh, because, you know, £200 million in the bank, which admittedly, yes, they have. I mean, yeah, we, I guess we're going to have to wait until wait to see to wait. what happens in if January. They, if they recruit well in January, mm. if they recruit well in January and they bring the required people in, uh, then they may, they may have a chance of... Yeah. of, of of getting something out of it, but as they sit right now, I can't see, I can't see them getting out of the situation they're in. I mean, and look, they've got, to, they've got a good yeah. squad though, because uh, you know, if we, and I guess there's a good segue to yeah, but, to to the starting eleven today, but um, they they do yeah. they do have a good solid foundation to work from. Uh, for, I don't know <coughs> what it do. is that's it's not working. Late though, mm. I think the the Bruce saga, you know, went on a little bit too long. Yeah, because. Uh, you know, Mike, Mike Ashley wants to always wanted to play it safe, and he was never one of these owners to. I I sound like I know what I'm doing, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. But he seemed like none, none of these owners. He didn't seem like one of these owners that would go. Yeah, we we need to sack him. This is not good. He would wait. He would wait. He would wait. He would wait till the next game and the next game, and then it would. But and then it would get progressively worse as it went on. Mm. And it, and, it, and it basically boiled down to. Too too late to make too late to make the change. If they'd have made the change, you know, if they'd have made the change like ten games in, yeah, or or, or even or even less than that, maybe five, six, or seven, then maybe we're looking at a different story right now. But they made it. They've made it too late, and obviously the takeover went through pretty quick. So I don't think they, you know, even 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 when the takeover went, even when the takeover went through, the owners, uh, the new owners, didn't even still didn't even sack Steve Bruce for a good couple of weeks after until it went through because I think they were quite they were quite um, what's the word they were quite in awe of how quick it went through you know I didn't think they expected it to go through that quickly mm. um, 
because I remember that I remember the day I remember the day uh, it went through and it was a whirlwind, man. Well, I looked at my phone and it said Newcastle on the brink of takeover. I was like, "What? Where, where did this come from?" Yeah, and you know, everyone was outside the stadium within minutes because they knew what was going to happen. But you know, I wish them well and I hope, I hope they do well because, and I hope they do well because, you know, living obviously as I said, living in the city is is gonna obviously provide some positivity for them. And mm. also the people living in it, but not me because I'm not a Newcastle fan. But yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, look, the the yeah. to, to I guess to um, what's the term? Also, also yeah, if, if you're getting away from football, yeah. the owners are gonna are gonna you know put a lot of money in Newcastle. As yeah, a, yeah, as a city as a whole, I think they've just announced a redevelopment of something. Uh, so they're gonna provide jobs and stuff like that. So the economy is gonna be good. Yeah. Um, so it provides jobs yeah. to the city as well. You'd hope so. I mean, positive. I guess that's the that's the real significance of a takeover <coughs> is what do the ownership bring uh, in the community? Because yeah. in my opinion, I've, I see football clubs as like the living heart heartbeat and and the soul of the the community, and that's why I love Arsenal yeah. football club so much. Because as I was growing up there, it was surrounded around my upbringing. You know, in school, uh, outside of school, you know, just walking down the street, you would see you know signs, or there would be activities sponsored and run by by people from Arsenal. Um, and 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 again, that that's what we. I guess that's what makes fans fans. That's what it makes. That's what makes us so passionate, um, because it's such an integral part of our lives. So if these owners can come in and and um, actually, you know, start making the right changes in the community, yeah. I mean, they've already got such a great foundation as a, as a football club, as a fan base, as a community. But if they can just, you know, take it to that next level and start. Yeah. Um, doing what things things that that's that the uh, city ownership that had done over there, um, you know they'd be Absolutely. on a on a winner. Um, Absolutely, but- and you know I could, I didn't expect I didn't expect the first twenty minutes of this podcast to kind of <laughs> yeah. be about Newcastle's ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, but it's it's, yeah, such, it's it's such a sort of it's such a significant thing in football. Not not just because of the financial aspect yeah, of the things, the but everything. You know, political pol- politically speaking. Um, yeah. We're talking about the shift in kind of uh, f- football as a business, the way that you know it's going to be viewed, and just everything. Like the January, the January market is going to be fascinating. Um, if you compare it to what normal January transfer windows are like, usually quite quiet, usually lots of loan spells, um, maybe a few marquee signings here and there. But this yeah, but year, I think for Newcastle, it's going to be full yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so it's going to be fascinating, and I, I, I'm really interested to see what kind of direction they take because usually, you know, there are phases that squads are built you you look at cities with you know the signing of Rubinho um there was uh, there was this other Brazilian guy I forgot his name midfielder I always forget his name but he had curly hair um anyway he, uh, Fellaini? no it wasn't he's not Brazilian, he's not Brazilian. <laughs> no, no, no. He's it wasn't good. yeah yeah um <laughs> but um yeah so it'll be interesting to see how they how they um approach that rebuild um but look yeah. today was kind of significant for them as well for other reasons. Um, obviously, they had their new manager in the dugout for the first game. For the after, first time, yeah. yeah, after recovering from... Um, COVID. Yeah, that's right. So, 
what what were you expecting going into this game? Do you, did you think that it was going to be um, um, harder than it usually is? Because I think going into this game was a crazy statistic that Arsenal had won the last nine or something like that. Yeah, they've, yeah. they've won. We haven't lost Newcastle in a decade at the Emirates. So, hmm. um, <laughs> did I? Did I? Um, look, I. Towards the end of the week, I kind of I do this a lot now. I don't think about football until we actually play. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like in in my week, I don't you know I, I don't think about our game. I just get on with my week and whatever I'm doing. But towards the end of the week, I'm like, yeah, we have a game. It's Newcastle, and then I, then I put everything. Then I put like the jigsaw together. Like for example, they have a new manager. They have you know a new manager bounce, da 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 And um, I, I have to be honest, I thought it could be, I, I have to be honest, I thought it could be a potential banana skin. Mm. Um, because obviously it's the first game back since the international break. Uh, Eddie, Howe was, Eddie Howe and his team have had two weeks to to basically drill their philosophy in. Um, obviously it's, it's been kind of interrupted because of Eddie Howe's COVID uh, diagnosis. But... Um, I think he's been doing stuff remotely. Um, so I, I thought it could be a potential a potential upset. And I have to be honest, when I when I saw Newcastle play today, I did see a little bit of a difference mm. um, in, the, in the way that they were pressing and in the, in the way they were going about their business. Um, because Eddie Howe is no, you know, as much as Newcastle fans maybe wanted, uh, you know, Emery or a different candidate, uh, Eddie Howe has been around the block and he's taken the likes of Bournemouth to Bournemouth to to potentially one year European places. They were they, they were right up there one, uh, one year, um, and he and he seems like a really good, well drilled, you know, coach. Like he has his philosophy, he knows what he wants to do. You know, he has the same team around him. He has Jason Tindall and uh, Graham Jones, who he's worked with before. Mm-hmm. So he has the you know he has a, he has a, I think that's that's what. Uh, a good manager has. They have their own backroom staff. They they know what they want. You know, it's it's, no, it's never a case of oh, I need to bring this person in. I need to bring that person in. They know who they need to bring in already. So they're very you know well organised in that sense. And I did see a, I did see a change in Newcastle today. Obviously, I'm, I'm I'm really happy that we eventually got the the, the goals. Um, but I did see a, a a change in in the way Newcastle were were playing and the way they set up. And I think that is purely because Eddie Howe has been there and he's had these two weeks to pretty much kind of stem the absolute nightmare mm. they've been they've been going through. But ultimately, it didn't it didn't end it didn't end the way they wanted to. Uh, but I think they Newcastle fans should be optimistic about what they can expect from Eddie Howe. I think he's a good coach. Um, you know, he was mentioned for the Arsenal job. I think. Yeah, I, I wanted him. I wanted. He was my number one. Uh, yeah, so it was. Think of the lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's seen as a high priority, not by you, but not just by you, but other people as well. So he's he's no slouch to this game. Yeah, he had a he had a he had a long break, and um, I'm I'm happy to see him back, man, because I like Eddie Howe. Yeah, he's one of those coaches that you can't really hate that much. Hmm. Uh, you just. You know, he's he's really he seems really down to earth. Like 
and he's quite young as well. So that, that, yeah. that I mean, you know, good style of play I mean, as well. Very intelligent. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. almost kind of. Wenger-esque. I remember when we were playing Bournemouth and um, when, when Wenger was still in charge and, you know, often people would compare him to uh, not Wenger, but kind of Wenger ball, you know, the way that Arsenal yeah, wanted to play, yeah. which was nice, beautiful attacking, moving the ball around quickly. Um, all right. We've been talking about Newcastle for a while. Let's talk about Arsenal for <laughs> yeah, a little bit me. now. <laughs> um, we cool, we um, Going into this game, it was going to be it was always going to be an interesting one because we were we were going into it on the back of a thumping last yeah, weekend against Liverpool. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. We're obviously yeah. still, um, I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but I'm still um, a little bit sour about it because of, primarily because of how badly we lost it. But I, I, I was... You what would happen, yeah, I? yeah. Um, but I was said fascinated. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, I think most of us expected it, but deep down, it was like, you know, it, hoping that something, you know, a miracle would happen. Would but anyway, um, going into this game, I was fascinated to see how the players were going to react, how the manager was going to set us up. Um, so tell me what you were expecting from the starting lineup um, and whether um, there were any surprises. Well, <laughs> with this, this starting lineup, I kind of had, you know, for the first time in ages, I had a reacting, I had a reaction. That wasn't positive. Really? Um, wow. Because of one certain player in particular. Yeah, I think I know who that person is. Who? Uh, our left back, right? Tavaj? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think a lot of people were kind of raising their eyebrows at that. Um, and I kind of I kind of regret that now because he had, to, he had a really good game. Um, but I was like, you know, you've made one of probably the most stupidest mistakes of, of our, like our previous games, and you are picked for the next game against a potentially threatening Newcastle side. Mm. Why not? Why not go with Tierney, who hasn't been, who hasn't had game time or been in 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 the limelight in the last few weeks because of you know, obviously Nuno Tavares, Nuno Tavares brilliant form. But I think when when that comes to an end and when he makes a mistake, is, is the time you have to. And if if it was if it was a small mistake, like you know he gave the ball away, you know, but he that he cost us the goal. And if if he if he if he didn't do that, we would we would have had one less goal to worry about or concede, uh, and we could have got something from the game. Mm. Why but, do you, um, why do you think um, Arteta picked Tavaj over over Tierney? Is it is it because I mean. The thing is, right, with, with this situation, you can't say that Arteta fancies Tavaj over Tierney because we know how influential and how important Tierney is. He's an integral part to that defence. He's an integral part to our attacking play. So I don't think there is any chance that Arteta has, um, you know, has 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 thought this process and said, you know what, I'm going to pick Tavaj over Tierney because I feel like he is the better option. I yeah. think that, um, I, I think that because we've got two very competent and very good, decent 
left back. That's a really good question. Um, You're posing some really good questions to me today, but um. <laughs> no, but it's just it's, it's something that I'm thinking because a lot of people, and I I, I wasn't one of them because. I really, really liked Tavash, but there was a lot of people who were really quite upset at the fact that he was picked over um, Tierney. Yeah. And I guess, I, I don't know, it, I guess it can only, it is a matter of just one mistake that can turn fans. But um, is, uh, is it because Arteta fancies Tavaj over Tierney or is it because we have two players who are perfectly capable of doing a job and we don't need to rush Tierney back like in the in the past we have with certain players um, rushing them back um, and then risking them getting injured again I think it was a matter, maybe maybe I'm not you know I'm not in his head maybe he thinks that you know over the last over the last few games uh, uh, Tavaj has been the more consistent which has been which has been well I can't really I can't really say the more consistent because Tierney hasn't been on the pitch but you know, you know what I mean. Uh, the more, the more, you know, the more he's had more of the, you know, performances and putting good performances, good performances consistently. And I think there's also a, there may be an element of, you know, last week was a last week was a one-off. Make sure I don't regret the, this decision because mm. I think if he if he would have made another mistake today against a very very. Let's put it right. I know we were hyping them up a little bit in in the beginning. A, a very, very, very out of form Newcastle side. Yeah. Uh, if he if he'd have made the mistake, if he'd have made a mistake that cost a goal today, that would have been even more magnified than the Liverpool one. I think because, because this of, this game was a test of character, uh, test of character inevitably, wasn't it? Because last game last podcast I, I made the point that uh those defeats either make or break a player and especially a player of you know such a young age him and Lokonga especially both of them put in the starting 11 despite making fatal errors in that game and you know I was one of them I was I was I mean with with certainly with the Lokonga decision I was thinking um you know this is a bit of a risky move made by Alter but in in some in some in some respects it's it's refreshing to see Arteta trusting his players? Absolutely. I was just going to come on to that. You know, it's these kind of decisions make or break a manager, I think. And not, maybe that's the wrong term, but they make or break a manager in the sense that they have to be, they have to be seen making these decisions, you know. They they have to be seen putting, putting themselves out there and making these tough decisions, uh, whether a player should start or not due to x y or z and i think um yeah today obviously was a, was a massive uh, decision decision for arteta to make it uh with the left back spot hmm. you know and i think and i think it kind of paid off tonight today and uh, uh, another another one that really surprised yeah. me was odegaard coming in for lacazette um yeah abamian keeping his spot that for yeah. me was a really big one because um, you know I've 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 enjoyed seeing Lacazette playing that number ten role and I would have liked to have continued yeah. seeing him and at the same time I would have liked to have seen Lacazette fill in for Aubameyang. Um So yeah, I had mixed feelings about that one. Um, yeah, I mean that one I can't really explain to you as well as I did the other one because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. You. I mean, I, I I would imagine it's 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 to give Odegaard game time because he needs it, but more importantly, it's to try and 
I don't know, try and... Um, try and inform. <laughs> yeah, get some form, but also t- tactically speaking, you're playing against Newcastle. You know it's a team that's going to be sitting off. So maybe it's yeah. better to have a technical player rather than someone who can constantly be 100 miles an hour pressing, pressing, pressing. In a game like this, we didn't, well, or, you know, t- talking in hindsight, um, we we don't need to press as much because, you know, we're not going to be playing in a side who's going to be attempting to win the first ball. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess it makes sense. I did think of uh, about it maybe being a transfer issue because I know he, he's been sort of in the last in the last week or so, particularly he's been talking about signing a contract, not signing a contract. He can leave in the January window, so maybe it was something to do with you know transfers. But I was a bit I was a bit at a loss to explain why he in particular was 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 left out, but. Um, <laughs> I have no problem with Odegaard. I think uh, he just needs to find his form and 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 show why he's why we paid the money. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about the game itself. So the sure. f- I mean a game of two very different halves. You had the first half, Absolutely. which was piss poor in my opinion and we're going to break that down um yeah. usually in the first few minutes you can tell what type of kind of tempo we're going to be playing at uh, what kind of game it's going to be whether it's going to be scrappy whether it's going to be a game of two teams just kind of sitting off um but this one it was quite positive in the sense that arsenal looked like they wanted to hold possession and i think the commentators made the point of it being a really windy kind of the the, the conditions were tough because of the wind because of the rain because of the storm passing by and so touches on the ball was was always going to be kind of 50 50 slippery ball um with the ball you know the the pace of the ball traveling at different kind of uh speeds depending on the wind but you know there's no excuses at that kind of level um but you could tell i mean i could tell instantly in the first opening few minutes that this was going to be one of those games because you know touches weren't happening uh the ball was either getting too far away from us or they just weren't sharp enough it wasn't <laughs> it didn't look quite right i don't know it just seemed a little bit too kind of laggy. blaming the weather are we uh, no, I, 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 I don't worry i don't want to go there of course nobody wants to go you know there what I'm talking but, about that, don't yeah, you? yeah 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 Ty, yeah yeah of course yeah <laughs> i wasn't the only yeah. one thank god no no no, no. Um, but that's that's why i'm quite reluctant to talk about the weather but it, it does have an impact and I'm not saying yeah, that I'm not yeah, saying I know we I'm, laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. I, I, know, I know that we're playing at the top level, but you you have to consider all factors. And, you know, c- even though these guys are playing at the elite level, they're not going to be used to playing in windy conditions every single week. So it will come to a shock to, I guess, in the first opening minutes. But then I expect <laughs> players to kind of just adjust uh, as soon as possible. Yeah. So I guess, you know, mm-hmm. con- bearing that in mind, I can understand why the first opening. 10 minutes were a little bit kind of sloppy and um but 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 why was the rest of the half still really crap <laughs> that's still that's what i'm still trying to figure out um but before we talk, yeah, talk about the rest I, I, of the I, half comes down to what I said in the beginning uh, yeah. about eddie howe and the, the manager bounce you know that's the first time he's been in the dugout um for them and uh <laughs> I think that was the first time that you saw Eddie Howe's Newcastle. And, and the, the way, way they were set up play. as well, it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, all it men, all 11 men behind the ball as well. Yeah. And they were pressing relentlessly 
Mm. I remember, yeah, yeah. you know, we kept losing the ball uh, to them, which shouldn't be happening against Newcastle. Mm. Um, we shouldn't be losing the ball every 10 seconds because we've just misplaced a pass or, or done something stupid. But I think you really, really, really saw in, the, in that beginning, in those beginning stages, I think you really, really saw uh, Eddie Howe's Newcastle and the way he's going to... That's why I said be optimistic, Newcastle fan, because the way you started that game, I was scared. Very I was scared at two points. Yeah, and there uh, were a few opportunities scared. in the first sort of 10, 15 minutes where uh, balls were going over the top, uh, Wilson making really direct runs. And, you know, maybe on another day against another opposition, it could have paid off. But had it not been for... White, Gabriel, Tomiyasu, um, they would have been in some really dangerous, you know, areas. So I guess, and 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 that's the, that's the, I guess that's the problem with beating teams two 0 I mean, the scoreline not reflecting everything, and you could you could even look as far back as the uh, North London derby, where the first half we absolutely killed them, but the second half it was piss poor. But no one will remember that second half because of the result. And so, likewise with this game, yeah. the second half was far better, and obviously we got the two goals from it. But the first opening 10-15 minutes, Newcastle could have easily got a goal um, and they were asking questions very very early on Arsenal <coughs> were just not not turned on um, as quickly as I would have liked them to but to be but mm-hmm. um, you know if, if we if we were playing against any other opposition I think that, that would have been a, a really that would have been a, a half that could have come back to haunt us into the second Absolutely. going into the second um, Absolutely. yeah um, there was, I think, after the first ten minutes, things started to open up a little bit. Uh, Tavaj, <laughs> I kept getting mistaken whether it was Tavaj taking the shots or, or Partey because I don't know why he seems to. He seems Ladies to, and gentlemen, I think we found our new Partey. Yeah, and it's <laughs> um, there was like four or five like ridiculous attempts. The first one, it came came in the opening first few minutes. That one was like, all right, fine. You have to get the first shot away. Cool. And then the other yeah. ones were like, right, you know, this is getting a little bit boring now. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, what, I think, yeah, go on. Sorry to cut you off. I think the reason why, looking back on it now, maybe he was doing that to prove a point. <laughs> you know, maybe, saying, yeah. If, I, if, I, if I, I score one of these, you... If I score one of these ridiculous efforts, you basically can forgive me for what I did last week. <laughs> um, and do you know what? You make a good point because I did see a very, very determined Tavaj performance. Like there, there is the usual kind of Nuno Tavaj performance that you expect. Pick up the ball, make direct runs, get involved with attacking plays. But today it seemed like he was everywhere and he was just giving 110% getting in tackles you know getting in little um i don't know little challenges here and there just just very yeah. bullish kind of very ballsy um and he stood Absolutely. out for me he he definitely stood out for me in that first half um him alongside Saka um i think mm-hmm. two really stand up performers in that first half but one that, that one one i felt like who was hiding a little bit um, and we didn't see much of in the first opening 25, 30 minutes uh, was Emil Smith-Rowe. Um, and I don't know whether that was because we were attacking down the right-hand side or because Tavaj was taking over on the left. It seems like in in, in this Arteta kind of system, um, despite 
Emil Smith-Rowe, you know, as a default position being put on the left-hand side, when we're mm-hmm. in possession, he seems to kind of shift a little bit central and allow Tavaj to be kind of the winger um, in the attacking kind of situations almost similar to what yeah. Tierney would do which would which would be picking up the ball running down the byline allowing uh, whether it be <coughs> Saka or whoever whoever else just kind of uh, swing in a little bit and join the midfielder as a kind of number eight slash ten um, and I felt like mm-hmm. ESR was that but because we were playing so directly down the flanks it was uh, difficult to get him involved in, 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 in the game um, yeah I think we, you know, I think we, I mentioned last uh, last week that Emil Smith Rowe didn't really impress me, and I mm. think today was another one mm. <laughs> where, mm. I, you know, you've seen it. I think it's because you've seen him so much over yeah. the last few games, over the last few months. You've seen him really, really shine. Mm. That these last few games have kind of been not been. Maybe that you know, maybe they, they've not been his best, but because we've seen him shine, we're kind of like, this is different. Because <laughs> uh, we've, we've we've seen it so many times. Maybe you know, we're we're, we're thinking, uh, hold on a minute, this is not what we're used to. Mm. And like I said that we have to give him time because obviously he's young and he's going to have games like this. So <laughs> it's not necessarily an issue, but it's just something I've noticed over the last few games. Yeah, um, I mean, I can. <sighs> The only the only kind of explanation I have with that is that maybe um may, maybe it's a position. Maybe he isn't as comfortable playing out on the left-hand side as he is as a number 10. Because I I feel like I get the impression that when he's playing more centrally, he's more involved in the football, he's able to freely kind of get involved in and amongst the attacking play and it's it, 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 I guess I guess less uh, burden is put on him because when he's out on the left-hand side, he's independently picking up the ball, needing to create stuff by himself. Whereas when he's playing as a number 10, he's got the support of his wingers that he can uh, play, you know, lovely triangle football passing with. Um, and we saw that, you know, in the second half of the, with the first goal that was called brilliant, brilliant football. Yeah. Um, but not not only that, he's also got the support of part A or whoever, whoever's sitting in midfield. He's, he's also got a strike partner to play along with as well. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think we've seen the best of uh, Smithrow just yet. Um, I think his time, well, we have. We've seen some really good flashes, you know, lovely. I think, how many assists has he got? He's four or five? Four, yeah. He's yeah. in a steam company with um, goals and assists. So. Yeah, yeah, So I, I think he's just going through a bit of a spell. But having said that, though, in that first half, how frustrating was it to see us play at such a slow tempo? Because we're not used to seeing Arsenal playing in that kind of way. I mean, that was very, I don't know, it was reminiscent of how we were playing under Emery and and. Uh, the first, the early stages of 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 Arteta's reign, very patient, yeah. very slow, very kind of um, building up, and the build up was 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 slow. The tempo was slow, but also it it was very kind of unimaginative, lacking creativity, yeah. and maybe a, a bit one dimensional. Why do you think that was? Um, <laughs> these 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 questions today, man. Um, <laughs> You're hitting me. I've been preparing um, all day, James. <laughs> yeah, man. You, I wouldn't be surprised. You've got, you've got like a, a notebook. Tick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Question. Um, but seriously, man, I, I don't know. 
Um, I don't know whether it's. I don't know. I can I can definitely tell what you mean because it was very very slow, and I think we haven't you know we've been so used to this fast paced football for weeks that again I think we're we're accustomed to that now. Mm. You know, it's like anything you if you do it too if you do it so much you get used to it, and I think we we got we got used to that fast fast paced free flowing. I'm going to use the word again. I haven't used it in a couple of months. Dynamic football. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That we, you know, when we when we start slow like that, it's kind of a shock to the system. And and uh, I remember distinctly saying, "Why are we playing so slow? Why are we, you know, we, we were still doing that thing where we were passing back to Ramsdale a lot. You know, sort of like um, the Leno days were were back. Mm. <laughs> you know, where we passed the Leno, then we passed the Leno, then he passed it out." Then he passed it to someone else and then back to Leno, you know? Mm. It'll be kind of this rinse and repeat cycle of... And maybe that was because we were trying to, I don't know, tire out Newcastle because we knew that we know they'd be up for it and full of energy because, you know, they're their new manager and everything um, and their new tactics and their new way of playing. But I really don't know. I don't know whether it's just because we were playing at home. for um, when, was the, when was the last time? It was Watford, wasn't it, we last mm, played at home? Mm, mm. So it's and that was okay. a tough game as well. And actually, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like when we're playing up against an opposition that we expect to beat, the mentality changes and the attitude kind of changes to a little bit of an arrogant one where it will come, it will come, we'll create opportunities, and it, that, it's good to have that kind of mindset. But we. Uh, the, the reason why City, Chelsea and Liverpool are going to be challenging for the title is because every game they go into, they go into it with the mindset of we need to get the first goal as soon as possible. Once we've done that, we then need to get the second goal as soon as possible, um, et cetera, et cetera. And today, I just felt like we were buying our time. And every time we were, Newcastle were getting a little bit more confident, hitting us on the counter-attack. Um, the pitch was becoming far too wide and it just wasn't mm-hmm. working as it wasn't working in the sense that because the pitch was so wide, the passes were being made too slowly. So um, I would have liked to have seen us make the pitch a little bit smaller, make quicker, quicker, shorter passes. Um, And, but because we weren't doing that, Newcastle were getting into the game and, you know, they had a, a, a great opportunity where John Joe Shelby had a really long effort a real long effort of a shot um, that was mm. magnificently saved by Aaron Ramsdale. Um, yeah, this guy again. just gets better and better every week, doesn't he? What, what, what are they feeding him? <laughs> just uh, ridiculous. I mean, that's the best save he's made, you know. I don't know about you, but that was... the Madison one. Ah, uh, good point. Better yeah, maybe, maybe the second best one. But that was an incredible I mean, save because I, I was certain that was going in. Yeah, even I think Eddie Howe was like, well, fucking hell, not again. Yeah. You know, he has history with, he has history with Ramsdale. You know, yeah, even, yeah. you know, Chris Wilder said, even Chris Wilder said that he made a funny quote a few weeks ago and he said, if uh, Ramsdale was performing like that, I'd still be in a job. Yeah. And maybe that was, that, maybe that would be the same for when he was almost right at Eddie Howe, mm. you know? But Ramsdale is, I've run out of adjectives and superlatives to describe, um, his performances because that is what you want. You you want consistency, but this is like ultimate consistency. Mm-hmm. He is now up there with one of the best, if if, if not the most informed goalkeeper in the league. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I think he, how many clean sheets has he got? Ten, something like that. 
Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's absolutely really good. And I think he needs to get him for my fantasy team. I think it's about and to time. think about all the hate he received. Yeah, before he signed. Well, yeah, well, he's, he's, he's proven he's proven everyone wrong, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think he had that much to do though, other than that save. There was a few other saves that he had to make, but in the whole, he had a, he had a pretty good game. Uh, but someone who didn't have a very good game uh, was the skipper himself, who missed an absolute sitter uh, five minutes before oh, the um, first yeah. half ended. I, I I still can't I still can't explain it, and I, and I think. Do you know what? I think I, I can't don't think explain he can, it. Mate. I really don't. I, I, don't I, I, I wasn't surprised when he missed that. He was two yards yeah. out. He just needed to tap it in and he missed it. And I, I, I'm not surprised because, and I don't think anyone can be. Ever since he signed that contract, he hasn't been the Aubameyang we know. Um, yeah, he's been. If you really want me to put it, but if you really want me to put it bluntly, yeah. Been crap. Yeah, he's been um, he's been terrible. He's been really really bad, and I think he knows that as well. But that 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 miss really epitomizes, um, kind of the reality of the situation at Arsenal. He's our captain. We know he's not good enough, but he's yeah he's being played. Do, do you think Arteta has a choice? Well, what's the alternative? Well. <laughs> Besides the obvious, which he, is playing Lacazette there. If he was right, I think if he wasn't captain, mm. right, and he wasn't, and if he wasn't captain. on two hundred fifty thousand, was it two fifty or three fifty? Can't remember. Uh, I don't, I don't know. A shit, shit ton of money. But if he wasn't cap, if he wasn't captain, and if he wasn't, you know, I, th- I if he wasn't captain, he wouldn't play. Mm. He would be on the bench on current form. But he reminds me a little bit like um, Harry Kane. <laughs> Maybe mm. in the sense that Harry Kane's shit for Tottenham, but on the other hand, he still gets in the England squad. Mm. You know, I, I think that may be the same because he's captain and because he's a a main like a, a because he's like our captain and he's supposed to lead by example. I think he automatically earns a spot, mm. um, which shouldn't be the case. He's been playing absolutely diabolical. Yes, he's scored goals. But not at the rate that we should we expect we we expect from a Bamiang. Mm. I know fifteen to thirty goals a season. I know I know I know he you know I know he he's getting older and he's not what he used to be. But seriously, he can still score some goals. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think I don't think his legs are gone yet because he he's I mean the the work off the work rate off the ball is great um, and I guess yeah. there, there there's still the question of morale as well because that is an important factor to uh, consider when we're talking about team selections uh, we obviously you know we always talk about the Amazon documentary but when that does eventually come out we will see who runs that dressing room um, who is at the forefront and you know we constantly hear that it's Aubameyang that is kind of getting everybody together and um i guess players look up yeah. to him because of who he is you know he he is he is uh, part of the leadership team leadership group not only that he's a senior player not only that he's a bamiang and you can't you can't help but love a bamiang so mm-hmm. um there's that to consider as well but um Dreadful miss, dreadful, dreadful miss. And to be honest, I, I don't really look. I don't really look at starting elevens, see his name, and think, "Oh, we're going to get a few goals today." Um, 
Martin Keown did. Yeah, Martin Keown. <laughs> he, <thought, laughs> he thought he was giving it two or three today. Um, yeah, and look, maybe if he had converted that one in, he would have gone on to score a couple more. Who knows? But ultimately, we are going into January transfer window with... And also a decision to make. To bear in mind also not to not to not to mention he will be going off to the AFCON. So there's yeah. that as well, which might be a blessing in disguise. Um but look, the first half, terrible. I think the last ten minutes it kind of picked up a little bit. We started creating more opportunities. I think after Aubameyang missed that, the players thought to themselves, right, we have to really put up our socks here. Because it doesn't look like it might be one of those games. Um going into the second half, um, did you expect Arsenal to... How did you expect us to, uh, to, to, to start that game, considering how poorly we, we played that sec- that first half? Um, you know, I, I always expect... If we have a bad first half, I always expect, to, I always expect automatically to, for us to pick up mm. uh, in the second. Um, and we did that. I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna sub. Uh, sub. Um, I thought we were gonna make some halftime subs because I felt like we needed it at that point. Um, I, I thought after a banning missed that, I thought it was gonna come off <laughs> um, because that was just. I, I don't even know how the rebounding got. Not just not just not just that. Not just the banning miss, but how the follow up to that that miss didn't even go in. Um, and mm. I think it came off. Didn't it come off someone's foot or something? Or was, I can't, I I can't remember. I can't remember. I was too in but, shock with what happened at that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he stayed on, um, and more of the same. It was more of the same in the second half. I didn't see any. I think he had one more. He had a shot that he decided to that went straight at the keeper. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. He, he was. I think there was a lovely ball played in by Mill Smith Rowe. He was in, um, in behind, and then he kind of toe punted it. Um, I think yeah. it's time to run a little bit. Um, but it, it only took ten minutes before we got the goal. Um, and yeah, it was a great goal as well. <laughs> it was a great goal. Um, Saka, again, the that guy's Mister Consistent as well. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think he was he, he was working his socks all game to get in those sort of, posi- sort of positions where he could make an impact like that. And uh, and what's more interesting, yeah, what's more interesting about that goal is that it was he scored it on the other side. So there was some yeah. tactical change made in the second half where he would shift out from yeah. the right to the left, and he scored it on the on from the left hand side, um, which is brilliant to see because I mean the the Bukayo Saka that I remember yeah. was the one that was making those kind of moves from that from the, from the left hand side scoring goals from from there yeah absolutely and i think to 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 score it from your weaker side is is um even more even more great you know yeah you can do it on one then you, if you can do it on the other absolutely perfect i think as i said before he was trying that whole game he was trying to get in those positions maybe i'll tell you a slight tactical tweak to allow him to to get 
to get you know to get more to get even more in those positions in the second half, and he did that, and it was mm. a, a great finish. Great finish, but, but also, I, 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 yeah. I would say not the pick of the bunch. I mean, the pick of the bunch was the second, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, obviously, we're coming to that. But what what I really, really, really admired about this goal was how Arsenal-esque it was in the sense that it, it, it had it had everything that I, I I look for in a team goal: sixteen passes, triangle passing football getting in around in and around uh, Newcastle shirts and actually pulling players out of position to then get others involved especially the link up between him and Emil Smith-Rowe really nice to see yeah. Tavaj and Lokonga as well in and, in, in and amongst it um, and it was just so smart it was so mature it was so good to see because it, it, it I guess it proves the hypothesis that the Arteta style of football is working and it's far more superior than most other clubs in the Premier League um, yeah. but that opens up the scoreline and I'm quite I don't know about you but I'm quite confident after we score that goal and actually yeah. can, we, can we talk about Saka's celebration as well what was that all about oh my word I forgot about that yeah, I was I so confused there's no explanation to that I mean I'm still waiting to see one but we know it's definitely the Mesut Ozil celebration um, yeah, I just can't seem to wrap my head maybe around. Did it. Maybe, maybe just did it for banter, you know. I mean, uh, <laughs> we don't know what goes on in their lives. I mean, maybe they've had a they've had a chat, and Ozil has asked him to do his celebration. I don't know. Who knows? But it it was yeah. yeah. It it brought back some memories. That celebration it brought back some great memories. I, yeah. I I I didn't really look at the celebration when it first happened. Yeah, same, same, but same. Then I kind of I kind of squinted and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Is Mesut Ozil here or something? Yeah. I was like, is that the Mesut Ozil celebration? I was like, why? Mm. And I was kind of at a loss to explain. I was like, it's mm. kind of speechless. I was like, um, yeah, all right then. Fair enough. And you know, people, as you said before, like people have um, things they, they, they arrange mm. before and after games. So maybe Mesut Ozil had a word, but you know, I was kind of at a loss to explain why he did that. But, Fair play to him, and it was a good celebration. And uh, as you said, brought back some great memories, and um, yeah, some 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 brilliant memories. And I think uh, we're in we're in good comp- we're in, we're in safe hands now with Bukayo uh, Saka. And I think um, maybe it was just maybe that's a signal passing the torch on. Mm, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. yeah. I saw a picture uh, on. Yeah, I saw a picture yeah. on Twitter and it was like uh, then and then underneath it was um, Sanchez and um, Ozil and then now um, with Emil Smith-Rowe and Saka. So, yeah, but look, after we scored that goal, the, the football did start to pick up and we did start to look confident again and we were moving the ball around quite well. Um, and I don't know whether that was because Newcastle were just fed up and they had scrapped their game plan um, because where in the first half they were quite reserved, very uh, defensively quite um, disciplined in the shape that they were playing in, 11 men behind the ball, you know, picking up really good positions. In in that second half after we scored the first goal, they were kind of a little bit, they looked a little bit impatient. Um, maybe, mm. you know, scrapping that defensive discipline and giving us a lot more space to to pass and move. And we looked a lot more intelligent with the the way that we were moving the ball. And it wasn't very long before we saw Gabby Martinelli coming on for Saka. Saka stayed down. We're still not sure what's wrong, but it doesn't it doesn't seem as serious as 
one no, might. He came, out and done, he came out and done the interview. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, so I don't know. It might be a bruising or I don't know. Um, but it was hip. He did signal to the to the bench something to do with his hip, right? Um, yeah, I think so. Or groin, or, or yeah. something within that area. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully there's nothing serious because we, boy, are we going to need him for the next month? Um, well, next end the next of the game. season, but yeah, yeah, the next game, absolutely. Game and, you know, <laughs> yet uh, to yet to talk about that, but um, so yeah, Martinelli comes on, and it's not long before he does the unthinkable, which is you know score a stupendously beautiful goal. Um, and actually, before before yeah. that, before that, there is the there is the incident of the potential penalty that Newcastle oh, were, <laughs> uh, were claiming for. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I totally get what Eddie Howe means though when he says that um, the fifty fifties did go against them. And I guess any other day you could make the argument or not make the argument. And we know it's not a penalty because it's shoulder to shoulder. But we've seen them being given before, and so. Um, I was glad that it wasn't given against us today because they usually are. Um, but it, it was just, you know, I, I think personally it was just intelligent defending. Um, Tavaj again, yeah. just making sure that he wasn't going to allow a goal being um, conceded. Yeah, um, I think, we, you know, I I thought they would get a decision like that go against go for them. But yeah. I'm so happy that they didn't because if they that wasn't a penalty and... Uh, yeah, I think uh, Callum Wilson was looking for one. Yeah, he was all day long. And you could see how frustrated he was with his his tussles with Gabriel and the amount of times that, you know, they were getting into, you know, challenges of one another. Um, but yeah, overall, a good def- defensive performance, I think, um, for the most part anyway, other than, you know, the balls going over the top and just giving too much space. But let's talk about this this Martinelli goal because it's a, it's a fantastic goal and it's one that we're going to be talking about a lot in the years to come. The ball first from Tomiyasu, who I personally think is man of, deserved man of the match. Um, but the ball from Tomiyasu to go over the top and to find Martinelli perfect, like inch perfect. But at, at that point, you know, there are nine nine players out of 10 don't hit that ball with the kind of accuracy and the touch that Martinelli does. And to do it, you know, a couple minutes coming into the game, because, you know, when when players first come into the game, they, they, they need the first few touches just to kind of get that um, what, roughness out. Is that what they call it? Roughness or... <laughs> I think it's roughness. Uh, you know, uh, rustiness. Yeah, rustiness. That's the word. Yeah, just to get the rustiness off their kind of boots. First few touches to get the confidence going. But he comes on and he produces that. A fantastic, yeah. fantastic goal. Um, Again, it's a little bit like the Chelsea incident. Yeah. Not the same goal, but he did the similar thing. He came on and, 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 and did that. Um, mm. I'm, I'm really happy for him. Because I think he deserves that. He's he's been. I don't want to say unfairly treated because I can see why Arteta has done it, mm. and it kind of reminds me of Pep Guardiola. Because mm. if you remember, Pep Guardiola did a similar thing with Phil Foden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was everyone was asking Pep Guardiola start Phil Foden, start Phil Foden, please start Phil Foden, and we and Arsenal fans. In similar fashion, have gone. Please start Gabriel Martinelli. Please start Gabriel Martinelli. What, what, what has he got to do? What has he got to do to get a start? You know, and <laughs> neither Pep or Mikel Arteta has given into that, and they, they they've started them at their own time. 
mm-hmm. and look where Foden is now, and look where Matt Martinelli may be in the in the in the coming weeks. But um, well, where do you I think do... Where, where do you think Martinelli goes from this moment? Because there's a lot there's a lot of talk about some may say on loan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, but there's, um, there are a lot of fans calling for Martinelli to take over from Aubameyang, and you know this is the kind of uh, this is this is this is the transition where you have Martinelli, you know, being put into the first team and being utilized more regularly. When Aubameyang leaves for the Afcon, we're going to be looking at Martinelli stepping up to the plate. Um, mm-hmm. What what do you think is the best route for Martinelli to get the best out of him? Um. <laughs> I see. I could, I could. I could agree with both sides. I could see him going out on loan and getting some game time. Maybe, maybe in the championship or in a different. I would love to see Martinelli in the championship. I think that would be the, 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 the most reason why I say perfect place. Yeah. The reason why I say championship is because obviously he's going to return to Arsenal at some point, mm. and and you know he's going to take over from Aubameyang or whoever. I think, of course, you need that consistency in the fact you need to stay in England. Because the championship and the Premier League are, are sort of the same. Um, if anything, the football. championship is ten times harder because you're playing up yeah. against teams who are playing. You know, they're not playing intricate, uh, you know, beautiful, attractive football. They are playing a tr- traditional English style football where it's oftentimes route one, oftentimes it's direct, um, very aggressive, very physical, and you need a player to really kind of mature, don't you? Um, and to and, and 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 that's the thing with Martinelli, like with the amount of talent that he's got and the ability, I see a player who is still very raw and someone who needs to be given enough game time so that they find themselves in a mature situation, similar to how Emil Smith Rowe was kind of um, treated when mm-hmm. his loan spell at Leipzig didn't work out so well went to Huddersfield, ripped it up, came to Arsenal and he was ready. Uh, and that's what I see with Martinelli as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I said, the championship, as you said, is, is harder than the Premier League because it's, I think it's a little bit more physical. The, the schedule is, the schedule is a lot harder because mm-hmm. um, you're, you're, don't forget the, the championship starts, I, I think two or three weeks before the Premier League. Yeah. So they've 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 played like loads of games, um, but and then they have games on Tuesday when the Champions League is going on and, and other competitions like that. Uh, but I can also agree with the side that he needs to stay and he needs to stay around and 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 get more starts with Arsenal and make and make strides on that uh, form with Arsenal and potentially replace Aubameyang in house. You know, don't go anywhere and just replace him Aubameyang when the time comes. Um, or I don't know, mate. What, what do you think? Do you think he um, needs to go on loan? I think a loan would do him the world of good. I think uh, with with players like Gabby Martinelli, and they fall under the same umbrella as you know players like Reese Nelson, um, players like even Joe Willock, who's obviously left. But th- these type yeah. of players who are young, hungry, talented. They've raw. They have ability. Like you know, the moment you see them on the pitch, like the moment he came on, you know that you're going to expect some form of magic. But with football, there is talent, and there is also um, 
the correct word I'm looking for is obviously the, the, the obvious is maturity, but also just, for example, James Milner, Jordan Henderson, two Premier League greats. They will go down in history because, not because of their ability, but because of how intelligent they are on the pitch. And that's what you need in a football player. You need a balance of intelligence and ability. Martinelli has the ability, but he doesn't have the intelligence. He doesn't mm-hmm. quite know yet what to do on the pitch at every given moment. You know, he's 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 brilliant when in in flashes like today when he first came on, he knew where to be. The ball was going over the top. He knew how to beat his man. But what about in the build up? What about during the build up? What about when we're playing up against a team like City and Liverpool, and we're not going to be attacking as much? Then what? You need players to be, you know, clued up at every given moment in time. Um, and that's why the greats like Vieira, um, you know, your Thierry Henry's and your Perez's, Jumbergs, as great as they were attacking, they were also master, like, game managementers, if that's even a word. Yeah. Um, they were masters of game management. And that's what you need. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would love to see him go out on loan. And will we see that? I don't know. With Aubameyang, Partey, others to leave, Pepe as well to leave uh, for AFCON in January, which is just around the corner, by the way. Maybe to leave full stop with Pepe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's rumours. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we might we might see more of Gabby or, or even Nketiah, etc. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, as as far as second uh, this, the re- the remainder of the second half goes, um, Arsenal pretty much, you know, after scoring that second goal, game. yeah, we 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 kind of finish it as uh, professionally as possible. The tempo of the game does die down a little bit and we do kind of put the foot off the gas. And I think Newcastle then just kind of um, try and throw everything at us. Very dangerous of them to do that as well because we could have scored more had we wanted to, but we chose not to. Um, So look, I think I saw a lot of fans after the game um, quite critical of Arsenal and Arteta for... I don't know. I don't know why we. I don't. I don't know why why fans were were critical. But I did get the sense that I don't know the the Liverpool defeat had not yet kind of. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's not something that fans had gotten past over. or over yeah. just yet, um, and it's irritating because as a fan, you want to see your team win doesn't matter who they're up against and you know there are a lot of yeah. points being made that we were playing up playing against Newcastle with 20th bottom of the league um we had a really poor first half and those are all valid points to make but at the end of the day we scored two goals you. yeah you have to beat what's in front of you we scored two goals we're now on level point with level points with West Ham who play City tomorrow um I, mate and we we we, we, we took home a clean sheet as well yeah go on yeah, if we were first in the league, yeah, if we were top, I think I think our fans would still feel would still find something to moan about. Well, this is the saying. thing. Like, so uh, you, you know, I love Lee Gunner. I love talking about him. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I was I was I was I'm watching. Sorry, I'm sorry to say this about Arsenal fans. I, I'm obviously you know one of them. But <laughs> some of some of the comments we come out with, we've just won. We've just won. Yeah, yes, I know. I went on about it too, like last week about the Liverpool game and how it was just Liverpool. But literally, that was a week ago, right? We've just won against Newcastle. 
We're joint top of the league. We haven't lost in 12. We've, we've, we've won like nine of our last 12, uh, like nine of our last 12 games, whatever it is. Five game unbeaten run at home. What is the problem? We're joint four, we're joint fourth on the table and we're three points off the, we're three points or four points off second spot. Yeah. It's, you it's, know? It, why, why, it, are it, why are we moaning about this? Look, it is a, I think, I don't know. I, I think never I, raised my voice on this podcast, but why are we moaning about this? <laughs> As Arsenal fans, we are spoiled. We really are. Um, yeah. Lee Gunner made the point that um, if Arsenal don't win the Premier League, then we're losers. Like, it's as simple as that. And I don't know. Oh I, I, don't, I don't know if you can paint, I don't know if you can paint a picture as simple as that because it's not. We need, we need to get our priorities straight. Do we want to win the, do we want to win the league or do we want to get in, or do we want to get back in Champions League? I'm very happy with Champions League. I mean, obvi- obviously, you know, all big clubs want to win the league. And of course I do as well. And yeah, you do as well. We yet. all do. Exactly. That's the point. We're not there yet. You have to so take everything with a pinch of salt. Yeah, you have to take yeah. everything with a pinch of salt. And context is key. You and I know that Arsenal of the yeah. past, yeah. coming off from, coming on the back of a heavy defeat like we did experience against Liverpool last week, yeah. Arsenal would usually go on another three, four games where they would struggle to win a game because yeah. that's the kind of mentality we that we had. Right? We had a frail, really quite weak mentality where when we felt sorry for ourselves, we'd get brutally punished. But now against Newcastle, it, you know, it was a shaky first half. But in the second half, yep. we blew them away. We beat them 2-0 and now we go on to play Manchester United on Thursday, which is going to be a massive, massive game. And if we win at Manchester United, we go nine points clear of them. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> fans, oh if fans are still unhappy at the progress that we're making, and I know, look, there is still a very long way to go. But at this moment in time, Arsenal being joint fourth... After the first three defeats, you know, that is a Thank massive you, turnaround. Thank that you, is, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I've never, you know, you never see me get loud or angry. Yeah. But I see so many. This is why I don't really tweet much. I do my polls. I do. I tweet about the lineup. I tweet about them. The, I tweet occasionally. But I just go on Twitter and I see opinions that are just, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, obviously. But. I see hate towards Arteta. I see, oh, why isn't this player starting? Oh, we should buy this player. Oh, yeah, Arteta out. You know, it was trend. It was trending for a week. It was on my trending page. Why? Why? Because we lost four 0 to Liverpool, and you know Liverpool forgetting not forgetting Liverpool, one of the best teams in the league. We're joint fourth, like three or four points off second place. What more do you want? You said you. We say it. Oh yeah, we need to qualify for Champions League. It's been way too long. Or is it we need to win the we we need to win the league? You know what? What is it? One thing at a time, guys. One thing at a time. Um, <laughs> but look, I'm glad I'm not the only one that. that, that no, 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 absolutely not. I mean, look, I think there are the majority of fans right now. I think if you if you if you if you ask them, are they happy with what we're seeing? I think the majority will say yeah you know f- quietly satisfied and we are making progress um and that's the most important yeah. thing to see progress right if we were watching games arsenal sh- you know scraping victories that would be something to talk about but we're not scraping victories we are 
beating teams winning convincingly convincingly and we are looking good you know if a season ago you had told me that Arsenal will have uh, um, sorted out their defensive unit to the T the way that it is today I would have laughed but they did it we now have one of the most successful one of the best one of the strongest defensive units in the league and that's not my yeah. opinion that's a fact you know um, yeah if you, look at, if you look at the stat sheet yeah, yeah, it tells you. So, so yeah, and 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 considering the the three teams that we lost to, you know, t- taking away the Brentford, but the three teams that we lost to are City, Chelsea, and Liverpool. We're not doing so badly, you know. Yeah, um, I, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't. I hope. I hope that people will sort of. I know you're still going to get people that say that, but I hope that like people can understand what where we are and yeah. the fact yeah. that we are in one of the best possible form places you know one of the best possible form form we can be in right now yeah. um and I'm, I'm just enjoying it man let's enjoy the ride yeah let's yeah, just yeah. enjoy it let's and not nitpick it we haven't had this sort of form in years i know and, and um are, look, i'm honestly moaning about it we've got we've got we're not top of the league or we're not yeah, oh, but- we haven't got the manager that we haven't got the manager that you wanted. You, we have, we didn't we haven't got the manager that you might have not wanted. So because that manager is currently doing well, you still have an agenda and you still want him out. Mm. Like I, I seriously, I, I I guarantee you. Like um, today today after the after that Newcastle win, there would have been oh uh, I'll set her out because you know I didn't want the manager then. I don't want the manager now, even though he's proven us all wrong. And, and and reforming reforming the club uh, uh, as we speak and and keeps doing it. You know, you think about the back the background, the the changes to the tunnel area, the training ground, the the philosophy, the inviting. He's he's the one that started talks with Wenger to turn everything. Mm. Everything at this current moment is because of Arteta and because of his coaching team. Mm. I can't, I can't, I can't stress that enough. People can, you know, ban me in the comments of this podcast if they want. I don't care. I take everything. Yeah. But you know, you know, I, I've been the biggest supporter of Arteta from from pretty much day one. Uh, I love, I loved him as a player. I love him as a manager, and I hope he continues to do well. And for all those people that 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 say otherwise, you know, mm-hmm. look at where we are in the table, evaluate your opinion, and then move on. Yep, and um, you know, from from here we really do face the music. Because... I'm so sorry, man, but no, 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 no. Really... I, just, I haven't been this angry, or I'm not angry, but it's, it's yeah. annoying. Yeah, it's irritating. Um, of course it is, but but look, now is the time to be. Um, I guess now the real work begins because we've got United on Thursday, Everton on Monday, Southampton the following Saturday, and West Ham. Um, in the middle yeah. of December, those four games are going to be absolutely crucial. They will make or break. They will make or break our season. Yeah, no, they won't not make our or season break necessarily, but I think define our season. Yeah, they they will define our season because those four games are ridiculously tough games. United's never ever easy, especially um, 
playing them at a time where they've got a new manager coming in and all of that situation happening. Players are obviously going to get that new manager uh, bounce. Everton's a never Everton's never a, a, an easy place to go to. Um, we know the history of Arteta and Everton as well. Southampton at home, I feel quite comfortable beating them. But then West Ham at home, you know, potential contenders for Champions League football next season. It's going to be interesting. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I'm gonna leave the podcast here because um, we've uh, been talking on for a while now. But there yeah. will be plenty to talk about, plenty more to talk about as the next few weeks roll by. Um, we're entering December, one of the busiest, in fact, the busiest period for football, and it will be you know, equally as busy for us as we will be churning these podcasts out for you guys. Um, Once again, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please do give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know um, with your thoughts, not only with your thoughts, but also uh, whether you agree or disagree with our our opinions. Uh, You can find us on Twitter. Please do reach out to us. So you can find me on Twitter at GunnarSince96. You can find James on Twitter at JamesPainAFC. And of course, you can find the Arsenal Therapy Podcast, which is at AskTherapyPod. We'll be back after the Arsenal versus Manchester United game on Thursday. Uh, But until then, have yourselves a very good week. Thank you very much. Bye guys. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.